Okay, all I'm here to do is press the play button. You're in charge of this episode. Just make sure you do the housekeeping and everything. Okay, wait. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, guys, welcome to This Was an Assignment podcast. Today, we'll be met with Jackson Woolley. You heard me correctly. The Jackson Woolley. <laughs> He's our guest for today's episode, um, but before we jump into things, let's get some major details out of the way. Housekeeping. First and foremost, I don't even know if that's how you, that would be the correct placement for that word, but first, shout out to Heather Gray for the loneliness effect. Jackson Woolley is obsessed with this song, his favorite song. Second... Jackson, by the time you're hearing this, Jackson will be gone. He will be leaving for military training, and you won't see him. So, your last episode, and he won't even be here. You won't even be able to text him. Just kidding. You can text him all day Monday, but after that, he won't be seeing any of your texts for a good minute. Monday will be the last time, really, that you can talk to him. Um... Let's see. Any other housekeeping things? I don't think I have any. Okay, let's move on to the guest. (laughs) Actually, Heather Gray. Come on now. I guess these are just the tales of a young boy tripping. You ever try living with an undefined vision? Little did I know that I would be on a quest to separate from the rest and see myself at my best. But the path is ongoing and long before flowing. This only child wild with my mind wide open. Boys with my toys and quiet with low noise. My imagination saturation with mad stories. Quietly defining me. And finally, I heard run DMC and everything that's me. Shifted and congealed into what I found real. Only days in my room not happy. Had a new appeal. You know what I'm saying? It's that only child life. You know what I'm saying? Mad time alone, but that's how I crafted my own throne. Tapes, mad cassettes flying out of my decks. Yeah, that Okay, this has been a much anticipated episode. Um, everyone's been asking me, Mayan, to interview Jackson for months now. So we're just giving the people <laughs> what they want. Everybody's Jackson, do you have any begging? Yeah, do you have anything it. you'd like to share right now? Before we dive into these questions? Um, no, you just missed a few things for housekeeping, but I would never correct you. What did I miss? Just, I um, hope you enjoyed the last week's episode. Oh, they're fine. <laughs> the bonus episode 39.5. I would just like to take credit for 39.5. Oh, yeah. I came up with that because yeah. I thought it would be a good idea to drop the last episode as 40 on the day Jackson leaves. But it's okay. It's fine. He didn't give me credit. I, don't, I guess I don't get it. Um, yeah. Hope you guys listened. Let us know what you thought. I truly enjoyed it. And I'll know if you listened because there's a real in the middle of that, in between calls, something that's never happened on the podcast before. True. So if you're a real fan, you know. <laughs> but if not, fake fan. <laughs> um, anything else that I missed? Um, just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and check us out on Instagram. This is the end of season one, so there will be a season two, I promise. Don't give up on us. As Keon pointed out on his episode, he thinks that if we stop putting out episodes, everybody's going to forget about the pod, but I think that we have good enough fans that they can wait a year before some new episodes come out. Y'all wait 
a year for a new season for things to come out. Y'all wait more than a year for for new seasons, I feel like. So you'll just have to wait. I have to wait a year to see Jackson, so if you guys can wait <laughs> to see to hear the podcast. So good job with housekeeping, babe. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? We got a timeline. I have yeah. <laughs> I've been preparing for this episode since October eighteenth. Just want you to know. True. So Thank are you, you ready? I'm look, I take back everything I said to anybody about doubting that Mayan would um prepare. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I kinda doubted that Mayan would put put much effort into it, but I was so wrong. So thank you, Mayan. Yeah. I'm really excited for this episode. I'm really excited for the prep that you've done and uh yeah, let's get uh let's get to it. Perfect. Okay. So before I dive into the questions, I just want to give a quick shout out specifically to Chad and my mom, Amber, because they were very dedicated and came up with a list of questions, like very good questions, very in-depth questions that they genuinely wanted to know. I also want to shout out a few other people that gave us some good questions. Brooke, um, Give me a second. I'm thinking of the rest. <laughs> People really did give good, good questions. Um, Andy had some good questions. And I promise I'm not forgetting everyone. But if you guys participated in giving me questions, I appreciate it. I The format I will be using will not be going by who asked the questions. Uh-huh. Because that's just, we don't need to dive into every person. I appreciate you. But we're not going to yeah. do that. So I'm going to give a sh- okay. shout out right now. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yes. And thank you all very much. You guys are going to make this podcast a good episode. So I appreciate you guys sharing, even if it took some of you a week, Chad. <laughs> you know, Keon, Keon didn't even try. I asked Keon October 18th, still haven't received those questions. So Dang. Just saying. It's all good. It is no big deal though. Thank you for hosting this episode, mine. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be yeah. here. I'm thankful to be here. Mm-hmm. Don't cry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I've separated these questions into some different um, groups. Um, we're going to start. We're just going to dive right into military okay. questions because that was really the bulk of them. Okay. About 13 people asked this question. 13, really? A lot of people This was a continuous question. Okay. What do you hope to gain from the military? What do I hope to gain? Um, I hope to gain free schooling. (laughs) So, (laughs) don't look at me like that. Um, but that was a big reason we looked into it in the first place was for the school benefits. So you looked into it without me. We looked into Back it together. Yourself. I looked into it a little bit before I told you about a it. A month. Um, yeah, so no, I, I'm hoping to gain, um, a better understanding of what I can handle mentally and physically as a person. I, I don't think that this will put me to my complete limits in all the ways, but I think it will get me to a lot of the limits that um, I have as far as learning and um, like with with a DLI language school, that's going to be really hard. And uh, so I'm, 
I'm hoping to see what kind of academic pressure I can handle. I'm hoping to see what kind of physical pressure I can handle. Stress, um, a big part of basic is to be put under a lot of stress. So I'm hoping to see how much stress I can handle. That's kind of what I really want to get out of it is to see how hard and how far I can push myself. Um, And like I said, I don't know that I'll meet all my limits in it but I think it'll be a good start in in finding those limits at least. I think that that's a good reason. I mean, I don't, I'm just here to ask the questions. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to be able to, I didn't think about responding to these questions. (laughs) Why do you think I joined? I think, I mean, I think it opens up the door. Like, I think that was the biggest factor. And like in my head, it was obviously for schooling, like, so scared to be in like debt like that's terrifying and like but this is a year of our lives and like a six-year commitment so it's like mm, does it outweigh it and so figuring out all the other parts of it like what other opportunities it could go from I also think because you've had to be preparing for this like this summer and up until now that you have become like much more open-minded on things and like trying different different things to like make yourself a better person. And so I think it just opened the door for a lot more like for you personally. Mm -hmm. I also think like future wise, like it will open the door for more opportunity. And I mean, I guess I don't really know. We'll see. Yeah. But, um, we're going to go to the next one. Okay. (laughs) Um, do you see yourself staying in the military as a career? Uh, yeah. Totally. At least as of right now. I don't know. Um, that's why I'm trying not to make any like serious decisions until I get back. Because if I... You have no idea, really. Yet. Yeah, if I... I mean, there's a great chance that I'm going to hate it. Um, there's a great, I think great chance that I'm going to love it. You'll probably still... Like, yeah, well, I, don't I think, think I don't know. from at least from where I'm at right now... Um, I have been able to find a lot of really amazing and interesting things about it. And so I believe that I will make some sort of career out of it, even if it is just 20 years of being a weekend warrior um, and, you know, getting that sort of, if, if that's what you mean by a career. But I could easily see myself going and doing something full time with it. But um, I have a lot of other interests, so who knows? I'd also like to be a podcaster full time, so. And uh, I don't think the military is hiring podcasters right now, so. Probably the definite thing they don't want. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe um, you never know. Okay, let me go through this one last time. Make sure I have everything. What okay. do you think? Do you want me to make a career out of it? Um, I just would like to see like results from this year like I mean like you're dedicating a lot of time to it so like if you're going to learn French for six months like I would hope that you would do something with that I'm gonna support you through whatever but I mean I would expect that kind of I also think like you're still young and like if you did I think we can find a balance between it because I'm also like not planning out of moving to Utah yeah, so that's the problem is if I if I did go active duty, we would have to leave Utah and mine doesn't want to leave Utah or Swig, her baby Swig. It's not my baby. I just I have 
a lot of reason to stay. Yeah. And so, um, as far as going active duty military, Maybe we'll probably not an option distance. for a while, but, just <laughs> but there are a lot of full-time jobs you can do in the national guard. So yeah. You never and know. also three years isn't our whole life. Three years. Like I think, is that, that how long you're going to be with swig? I think, well, no, like I would say like, we'll probably no. I mean, <laughs> Like there will be a time frame that I leave Swig, yeah. That or like I'll outgrow Swig. I'm sure. I don't know what yeah. that looks like. <laughs> and also, there's going to be other places like that have opportunity as well. For sure. What I'm saying is, I don't think I'll work for Swig for my whole life. Yeah. But. Um. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go into a little bit about like family and like your childhood and like our future family okay so multiple people asked how many kids do you want really yeah how many kids do you want and when do you plan to start a family um i've always only wanted a couple kids like maybe three or four at the most that's not a couple sir well that's that's a what I'm saying. Or I've always only wanted a couple, like two. But then I think, is two enough? Maybe I want three, but no more than four for sure. Because for some reason, I've always had it in my head. And I think it's because of watching Cheaper by the Dozen so much in my life <laughs> that there's. I feel like if you have too many kids, you spread yourself too thin and then you don't give the kids the attention they need, like specifically and individually. I feel like I got plenty of specific and individual attention from my parents, um, so I feel like three was a good number. We However, both have like three, like two siblings. Yeah. So, however, I have no clue what it's like to be a parent. So maybe I'll have one kid and be like, "That's enough," or maybe we'll have seventeen. I don't know. We will not be having seventeen. <laughs> um, when do you plan to start a family? When do I plan? Probably. Six or seven years from now. <laughs> when will we start a family? Well, we promised each other, excuse me, we promised each other five years after we got married. So that would be three and a half years from now, which would be fine with me. I think we didn't really promise each other that, but but I have always heard from all from most married couples, at least, yeah, most that I've gotten advice from, they always say to enjoy being married, just you, and enjoy your family with just you and your spouse for a while. So in my head, five years is a while. Who knows? Maybe that's short. I don't know. But I want to live life where it's just me and mine for a while. I want to get to know mine. I want to just... I want it to just be us and and build a strong foundation between us um, so that when we do have kids that we are able to still be strong and our foundation between me and mine is strong um, so that, you know, our whole family can be strong as a team. Not saying that it's impossible to do that. I just think a few years of just us. So I would say... Is that why you're leaving for here? 
<laughs> well, look, I got to build a strong foundation within myself first. I'm just kidding. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I would only say that it will probably be like, I genuinely like I'm all talk because I'm like, oh yeah, I want kids. But like the thought of having kids right now is terrifying. Not even terrifying. <laughs> like I'm not really scared of it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't really want that. Like I yeah. want to have kids so bad, but like, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And I would like I don't think anyone's ever going to be ready, but Maybe like, not. I'm just not, I'm not, I don't want that right now. I joke. I always joke and I'm always going to, but I would say like, especially however this next year goes, like yeah. that's so dependent on that. Cause For like sure. right now I would say like two solid years, Yeah. but like three years is really not that far away. So like, yeah. I don't know. And really this year will go by and then we have a year, you know, that would be two years. So this year and then another two years might be more, but I think what we want to do is get into our first home first. Well, that will be in a year. Yeah. Hopefully I make what I want happen. Okay. I know. So I married you. Okay. Um, how, how many kids do you want? Do I want? Yeah. I don't, I feel like three is like a perfect number Yeah. because we both had like two siblings and I feel like it went well. I don't really want to have four kids. I just feel like that's like a little too much for me. What if it's two sets of twins, boys, Done. one boy Easy. and one girl? <laughs> Love, want twins. <laughs> just kidding. That would be so scary. <laughs> um, I think that three, like, but also four, because, like, then you can have two closer in age and then take, like, a little bit and then have two closer in age. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I would like to have them all closer in age because, like, a, like not too far apart. So they can all be tight? Yeah. Like, yeah. me and Cedar are three years apart, and then me and Kai are four years apart, mm -hmm. and... It doesn't seem like, I like, it would be cool if, like, Kai was, like, a little bit older, I feel like. Yeah. Or, I don't know, like, three years. Or if you were a little bit younger. Yeah, but then I'd be further from Cedar. So, like, oh, they true. have to move yeah. to me, you know. <laughs> I'm the middle one. <laughs> um, I'm not, I guess, like, I was so against four, but, like, oh, that means I'd have to, like, be, like, a minivan. And, like, I oh, I no, you so. could do a forerunner. Foreigner doesn't have another yeah. girl. Some of them. Don't I they? I have an Audi Q7. Does that have three rows? Yes. No? White. Well, yeah, that's why we should wait like five more years. But like two that's kids. Expensive. I think two kids for sure. For like, sure, yeah. I don't feel like one kid is enough. Yeah, and all this we're saying if we can even have kids, you know. And we're going to try. And we've been trying. We've been practicing. We're not trying to have kids. No, but we've been practicing in case we never want to. Never want? Okay. In case we ever want to. Sorry. <laughs> so I would say minimum of two, maximum of four. Just so you know, you just shushed your guest on your podcast. Don't care. If I had Rule number podcast, one with podcasting, never shush your guest. If he's my husband, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Okay, um, what was the dynamic you had in your family when you were growing up between you and your siblings? 
dynamic. Yeah. Like, and your parents, like how, like who is the favorite child? Like, <laughs> uh, like a night, a day in the life of your family. Um, as far as dynamic goes, the only thing I can think of is that we were very, I would say we were all really tight. Like with siblings, my, we were all close and good friends. I would say we would, we would fight, I think pretty, I would say pretty regular. No, I would say we fight. Did it like, I would say we fight in a regular amount as far as other families are concerned, but I don't know what that is. I'm just guessing. (laughs) I just don't think it was like we didn't fight a ton or anything. I think we all got along. Um, I would say as a dynamic, though, we were very, very into sports. Okay. Which made our lives very busy. So rarely was there a night where we would all come home and, like, sit down at the dinner table and, like, like we are we were always doing stuff. And my parents were really involved in the church, still are, but at the time they were really involved in the church. So they always had callings and um, just like it, it wasn't like daily routine that we would all like dad would get home from work and we would all sit down around the dinner table and chit chat and talk about life, you know, just never happened. So when I think of dynamic, I think of like busy. I don't know why, but we were just very busy. So, um, like one of us had some sport thing to be to one of us had some, you know, friends thing to do watching their sport, other like your sibling sports, or was it kind of like you guys didn't do that because you were doing other things? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not always, but yeah, we were always doing something sports related. So either, I was at practice or I was playing a game or we were at somebody's practice or somebody's game. That's what I remember the most is like always being somewhere. Just never did we come home. Like we would come home from school and my parents would be like working. And when we were old enough, we would be at home alone. But by 530, we'd have football practice or baseball practice. So we only had like, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. What, what does dynamic mean? Um, I hope I answered whoever's I feel- question that was. I We got along pretty well. My sister and I would argue a lot about dumb stuff. My little brother and I would wrestle a lot. My little brother would pick fights with me, and then I would get mad at him, and then we'd start <laughs> fighting, and then I was the one that got in trouble, of course, stuff like that. But I think that's pretty normal. I mean... Yeah. Krista, my sister moved out this, I think like the actual millisecond she turned 18. (laughs) She didn't take one day to relax. She just moved right out when she turned 18. Um, So honestly, I don't remember. I don't know. It's so long ago. It's like another lifetime. And like now I feel like the dynamic is like everyone is still really close. Yeah. And Do you think we're really close? Uh, I would say like you're closer. Uh, I don't know. I think you're close, and like I think that your family, like you guys, do so many family functions, and like like close family, like you yeah. and your sister, and like your parents, like yeah. 
we're always doing things together. However, like extended family is not so much. Like there's not as much. We don't really have. Yeah. But I feel like you guys all know, like your life events. I feel like like you're all really, really. I don't know. I would consider you guys close. Yeah. Would you not consider that close? No, I would. I just like. I mean, I see your sister more than I see my brother. <laughs> True. Your brother lives out of state, though, so. Talking about Kai. Oh, really? I for sure no. see Krista more than I see Kai. We see each of them probably once a week. No. I would say it's pretty we see, but you We see your family more than mine. And that's, that. like, there's, yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying that, like, your family does everything together. Like, yeah, it's a Tuesday that's night true. and we're having but, dinner. And but like, like you whoa, said, whoa, whoa. it's it's immediate family. We don't really have any extended family that do, we do anything with anymore. So it's always just us. So And then my mom is like, it's like her full-time job to worry about what the grandkids are doing. And so anytime they're doing anything, my sister's like, yeah, come on over, come on over or whatever. Yeah, and so I they're just always like together. So yeah. Krista, like they don't do a lot with trans family. So like it's always with them yeah but um yeah i would say we're close you just see all the movies where you know the sisters are like best friends or whatever and i would never consider like i would never think that that me and my siblings were that close but then on the flip side you know not everything's like a movie yeah also you don't have like generally i would say it's like the sisters are that close oh yeah also like i don't i feel like you and jake could be closer but like keep in mind you're in such different life stages like when he gets yeah. home from his mission you guys might be closer yeah but like right True. now you're probably closer with krista than jake because yeah. we see krista in like yeah anyways okay if you could go back to your younger 12 year old self what advice would you have given younger jackson about friends about sports girls growing up etc um what are you looking at on there I'm just making sure it doesn't freezes. Okay. <laughs> I'm making sure it doesn't freeze the computer. Um, I would say to my 12-year-old self to loosen up a bit. Like, what do you mean? Elaborate. I, w- I don't know if everybody feels this way or what, but I was talking to you about it the other day. I feel like I was such a little ball of anxiety my whole life, my whole childhood. And like, that's not anything, that's not a knock on my parents or my family or anything. I don't think it was anybody's fault, but I was so like, I think the church played a lot of a role in that because I was very worried about my, I was very conscious about my decisions and I felt like my you know, eternal soul was at stake a lot of times, but that's just how I've always been. I've always really thought like, do you still feel that way? If you like, Oh mess yeah. Up or like- well, I think about it. I mean, it's like the, I think about it a ton. I've always been very, I've always thought a lot about it. So even at a very young age, but not even anxiety with that, but just like life in general, I was just very like, like I couldn't leave my mom for very long. I was such a mama's boy. I would be, (laughs) I would be like, I would go to scout camp and I would just cry myself to sleep every night. I couldn't enjoy, like you, 
like I talk to my friends or, or like people my age and like week long scout camps were like some of the funnest times of their lives. Like they would play pranks on each other and they would mess around with each other and they would blow stuff up and they'd get in trouble and they'd life stuff on fire and like have so much fun. Right. But all I remember about scout camp was crying in the tent. Seriously. I would go to bed like, that's so sad. like the second the sun went down, I would, it was always like the time of day, right where the sun was setting, where I was the most sad. And I would just like the second it got dark, I would just run to the tent and curl up in my sleeping bag and start crying. And then I'd just fall asleep. I did that every single scout camp. That's and so like, sad. why that's, it's so like, I could not leave my mom for very long. I don't know why. And like, it was, it was like that. And I was so, so nervous about going on a mission because I knew like, I wouldn't see my mommy. And like, I kind of grew out of that a little bit. No, you didn't. Thankfully, I've, I have <laughs> grown out of it, thankfully. But like, he still runs to the room right I, at sunset <laughs> and just cries. We no, I, away, <laughs> no, my, I, grew out of it in a sense, but in another sense, I think I still, still kind of have those tendencies to get sad and worried and stuff. But man, I just remember as a kid, I, I genuinely couldn't like, I don't know, like kids are, I don't know. I feel like kids are supposed to have fun with a lot of stuff. And I just remember being so worried and nervous about things like till I was very like embarrassing age. I would be like that. I remember being at like my buddy's house and it was a Sunday night and my parents were out of town and I would say I was probably like 14. I may have been 15. Yeah. So like, this is a grown, like not grown up, but like, <laughs> this is a, like, this is not a child anymore. Yeah. Like you're old enough to like take care. Like you can do a lot. Yeah. And I, my sister and my brother were at my grandma's cause my parents were out of town and I was at my buddy's house and it was a Sunday and I just, I remember it was a Sunday because I never got to hang out with friends on Sundays. But since my parents were out of town, they said I could sleep at my friend's house Sunday night and go to school with them Monday morning. And I just called my grandma. I was like, I can't stay here. I want to come home. And I was just, I just was so, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But like, so I would tell myself as a 12-year-old kid to like relax you know yeah because like, like i be, feel like be 12 like yeah like be fun. like chill out like i feel like i was so worried about like like uh getting everything figured out and like of course i couldn't figure it out i was so young but i don't know how to explain it but i was just so so uptight so worried about everything so nervous yeah. so I felt so guilty about things that I would do or that I would see or hear I just felt so guilty and and so I'm really thankful that I went on a mission because that gave me a lot of perspective on like being away from my family and stuff you know and that helped me grow up a lot and then just the you know past few years I've learned a lot about anxiety and my yeah, you know, I feel like you've put a lot of work into it. I, I try really, really hard to, um, learn about emotions and anxiety and stuff. But anyway, that's a really good question. My advice to my 12 year old self is to, yeah, 
to chill out, enjoy being 12. But I, on the flip side, if I was 12 and I heard that, I would say, I would say, screw you, because (laughs) being a kid was stressful for me for some reason. I think because I wasn't in control. And so I love being an adult now. Yeah. Because I get to pick, I get to do whatever I want. I can pick what I do. I'm in control. I get to decide if I want to go camping. I get to decide if I want to not be with my mom, you know, sure. <laughs> like oh, that. What that's like, I love having that control and being in control and being in charge. And so honestly, I don't think like, I just don't think I liked being a kid. I want to be independent I, or not even independent, but I want to, I want to decide for myself what I was going to do. I didn't like people telling me what to do or what I was going to do. And so I think that was a big thing too. So, but yeah, my, that would be my advice is just to chill out, but I probably wouldn't have taken the advice. So I probably would have given you more anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I've never been good at taking advice and I don't like, uh, I don't like when people tell me what to do. That's a big deal for me. I hate it. So that's why I joined the military. (laughs) So they can Uh. tell me what to do every second of my life. Okay, what would you say you learned from your early days with music? Do you regret quitting baseball to focus on music? If you could change how you, that all played out, would you have? Would you quit baseball earlier knowing what you know now? That's a really good question. Um, for those who don't know, I played baseball like my entire life. I don't remember a time where I didn't play baseball as far as age goes. So I think like T-ball, I started and then I just played competitive Did you get to choose baseball like that was you yeah so my parents were really really good about letting me know that I had a choice in it but at the same time I couldn't quit something that I started so I would play football here's another thing for you I would play football and like I said I would come home from school and be home alone for a bit and then I'd go to football practice my mom would come home and take me to football and I would cry with my mom because I didn't want to go to football practice. And so there was a point there where it was like, okay, we probably shouldn't play football anymore, right? Like, But I couldn't quit halfway through the season because my yeah. parents were really big on – finish the season. They were really big on not quitting, which I appreciate that. And so um, I played like five years of football, five years probably similar of basketball. So I was playing sports year-round, baseball, spring and summer, football in the fall, and then basketball in the winter. And then one day I realized – that I didn't really like playing football and basketball as much as I loved playing baseball. So that's when probably like around 11 or 12, I just decided to play baseball year round because you can do winter workouts and then play spring, summer, and fall baseball. And so that's when it started getting competitive and we would play like Super League and really serious baseball. And I loved it and I still love watching baseball. I really love baseball. But I think I realized what what I really liked about baseball was the like camaraderie like my friends I liked hanging out with my friends and being with my friends and they all liked playing baseball so I was like okay like yeah I'll play baseball and I was naturally I've always been kind of naturally athletic so I've been blessed with the ability to be pretty much mediocre at any sport that I wanted to be and so I was able to kind of make it by with baseball and play pretty well um without really trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a blessing and a curse in its own. But 
Um, and then about like junior year of high school, I was, uh, hanging out with some buds and I realized that I really liked music. And what actually one day I was, I was playing baseball and I realized, I told myself, I was like, you know what? I think I like it. The thought in my head, I had a song stuck in my head. It was a Wiz Khalifa song, by the way, just, you know, shout out to Wiz. Um, and, uh, I had the thought that I would have much rather been at home listening to music than playing baseball. And it just kind of clicked in my head and I was like, oh, that's funny. Like I just, like, I kind of laughed at it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. go home and listen to music instead of play baseball. Like, what are you crazy? And then after about a year of playing ball, I realized, or after that thought, I realized, why am I playing if I don't really want to be here? And like I said, I was pretty good, pretty me, like pretty good player without really having to try. And I realized that I just wasn't passionate about it. I was just kind of squeaking by. And I was like, you know what, why, why do I do it? Like, why do I play? And so after fall ball that year, um, that next year, I just decided to, my dad was talking to me about it. And he was like, I, I had just done horribly at a game and we were driving home. It was, yeah, I was, I was getting, it was Tooele too. Um, I don't know why mine's just been working out in Tooele a lot, but there, the game was out in Tooele. It was a fall ball game and we were driving home and my dad was like, you know, you just don't look like you even want to be there out there. Like you're just walking around, you're, you're dragging your feet and you're not playing well. And you're, you know, you can't hit the ball and you don't practice ever and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was just like, yeah, I know, I know. And he was like, do you even, he's like, you don't even look like you want to be there. Do you even want to be there? And like, finally, I just like, I had been thinking about it for a while, you know, but I like hadn't really, nobody had ever really asked me. And so I was like, no, actually, I don't think I do want to play. And he was like, kind of surprised. And he was like, oh, (laughs) really? (laughs) He's like, like, I thought you wanted to play. And so um, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of, um, surprising for both of us. I think that I said it, I was like, uh, and then, yeah, we decided that, that since, since you kind of have a gap between fall and winter workouts, there was that gap where it was technically quote unquote, the end of the year. So quitting at that point was, you know, it wasn't really quitting. It just wasn't playing next year. So I decided to stop. Um, and then, that's when I got really big into music. Um, but yeah, I don't regret quitting at all. Um, I, I mean, I loved playing, but I think it was for the best and, uh, music taught me a lot about myself. Um, a lot about like being passionate about something. Cause I, I genuinely was so passionate about music and playing music and yeah. listening to music and creating music. Um, that it was like it it taught me what it felt like to be passionate about and to love like something like a hobby like to to be excited about something so I I wasn't feeling that with baseball and so doing that quitting and playing music was um such a bit yeah it was very refreshing and I loved it and then we did that junior and senior year and that's when I got to be good really good friends with Heather Gray and uh, Logan and us three, we would just make beats and rap. So in other words, you wouldn't change anything that you did. Yeah, sorry, long long story short. Well, I wouldn't, I, yeah, no, I, no, no, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. I don't think I I loved it and I loved 
yeah, I've, I loved high school. I had fun. And, um, I also feel like, cause like you and Logan did that at a similar time, right? Yeah. So I think Logan played another year though, or maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, it was pretty, Logan was a year younger than us though. So I think Logan played his sophomore year, which was my junior year. So I quit. And then I think he quit after his sophomore year. Um, and then kind of picked up with us with the music thing, but he had, he had been doing the music stuff with us, but we, we took that very seriously. We loved it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, the songs were horrible No. and they genuinely were and so corny. And I'm so glad that those have all been taken off the internet except for one tape and Andy knows which one it's still out there. I think Chad still pays for the domain <laughs> or at least it's still, really? it's still up. It's still an option to go listen to, but we will never ever, Share it with the listeners. we will never ever mention that it's, it's, but I loved it and it taught me a lot. Yeah. It taught me a lot about being passionate and loving something and being good at something. And I took it seriously. Like I probably put in as much time with that as I was putting in with baseball. Yeah. I would come home from school. I had a schedule. I've always had a to-do list. You know what I mean? Oh, I And I had a schedule. I would, I would come home from school and I would put in two or three hours of just sitting there and messing with Ableton on my computer and playing stuff and messing with stuff and, and writing lyrics writing raps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, as corny as it is now, it was, it was a very important time of my life and I loved it. Um, do you feel like your parents like made that possible and like, yeah, like what, how did that, like, I'm just thinking of my yeah. junior and senior year and like, I worked a lot. Did you? Yeah. Well, so. yeah, thankfully I didn't have to work. Um, baseball school. My dad was, was big on school. So school was your job. <clears throat> and as long as you were getting good grades, you could kind of do whatever you wanted. Um, there was a time there where I was not getting good grades and the music stuff was then thus taken away Ooh. for a probationary time. Um, but that got me, <laughs> that, that worked because I got, <laughs> I got good grades once that was an option. But, um, yeah, I, my parents were extremely supportive, and I really appreciated that. Um, I they, just wanted to get a shout out your parents because I feel yeah, like that's big pretty shout cool out. to like it have is, that yeah. and like yeah. be able to dedicate that time to it because yeah. I don't know if like everyone gets that. For sure. So that's cool. Yeah, and I'm really thankful. And, you know, I think if I didn't like music like that and I wasn't doing that, they probably might have made me get a job. And there was a point where I did have to get a job, and I was a janitor. Remember that? Yeah, I was probably 13, so. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember this story? Heather yeah, On Heather Gray's episode on the podcast, episode two, um, we talked about that, and that was probably one of the more crazy fights I got in with Chad. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And Chad told me, I told Chad to, that I, hey, if you I. You gotta have him go back and listen. Well, I know, but. I want to tell the story. I like the story. When I was a janitor, Chad, I quit being a janitor. And Chad and I were driving home one night, and he was like, well, why'd you quit? And I was like, or he, he was getting mad at me about quitting the job, you know? And he was like, what are you going to do with your, like, how are you going to make money? What are you going to do? And I was like, I was like, it doesn't matter, Dad. Like, as long as I can make music, 
no matter what, even if the music, like, as long as I can make music, I'll be happy. So even if I have to be a janitor and I'll, and as you know, to pay the bills, as long as I can make music at some point, um, yeah, I'm kind of butchering the story, but I was like, as long as I can make music, I'll be happy. And he was like, well, then why'd you quit being a janitor? And I was like, well, good question, because I really didn't have a good answer for that. I just didn't want to be a janitor. <laughs> I hated the job. No, there was something more than that in this story. No, that was about it. No, it was like he asked you a question about being the janitor, like... You got to work hard for like the things you want. I don't know. Like there's more to it than just like. Well, we were, it was. Maybe I just made oh, it. Oh, well, it, it tied in with the grades thing too, though. Cause I wasn't getting good grades and, um, I was, he was like, well, if you don't get good grades, you're not going to get a good job. And I was like, well, you don't need good grades to be, to be a rapper. Yeah. Rappers don't need good grades. And he was like. He was like, okay, well, what if like the rapping thing doesn't work out? And I was like, well, then I'll work like some crappy job. As long as I can make music, I'll be happy. And then he said, you know, and then I was like, as long as I'm, you know, even if I'm a janitor, as long as I can make music, I'll be happy. Except I quit being a janitor. I told the story horribly because we came in it at a different angle, you know? I know. I'm sorry. Go listen to episode two. Go listen to episode two. It's it's much better. But yeah. How many minutes in there are we right now? 45. Whew. Okay. But um, yes, shout out to the parents for making that possible. And they were probably happy that I quit playing baseball because that was a very expensive hobby for them. Yeah. Playing baseball was very expensive. And um, Chad... Thankfully, Chad made enough money to where he could buy us, he could help us buy um, some really cool music equipment and stuff. He helped me get into that hobby, and, yeah. you know, he was really cool. So That's cool. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I wouldn't change anything about that. Okay. Um, one last thing. Well, these are going to be a little bit faster. There's actually... Mm, no, I lied. Mm, there's so many good ones. Uh. Um, one more before we like move on from... I know we already moved on from military. Yeah. But what are you most nervous about for that? For the military? Yeah. Um, most nervous about for the military? Probably the physical aspect of it. Well, ultimately not seeing you. That's what I'm genuinely, I'm super, and I told you, we've already talked about this, but the last time that I really liked, like that I had a romantic relationship and then I left, things went very bad. (laughs) And so I think about that a lot and I think about what I did wrong in that situation and if I'm going to do something wrong again and cause more problems for me and mine than necessary. And, um, we could get into that. That could be a whole nother podcast episode, but yeah, I was probably not, I was definitely not good at long distance and I got very anxious and clingy in a very unattractive way, I would say. And so I worry a lot that I'm going to be similar to that and that mine's going to, that mine's going to see a side of me that she hates. So no, I'm nervous no, about not. that, but mine comforted me and said, well, were you guys married? <laughs> and I said, no. And then she's like, and was it me? 
And I said no. And so. Was that comforting? <laughs> it was because we weren't married and it and it's you and we we have a much healthier and better relationship. So that I would say that's what I'm the most nervous about is our relationship. Um, but other than that, I would say the physical aspect of it. I literally am borderline failing height and weight right now. My belly's too big. So honestly, you guys might hear from me in two weeks. You no, guys might hear from me next No, week. don't put that out there. <laughs> because your boy might not pass height and weight and yes, might have to come back Stop. There's a certain uh, body fat percentage that you have to be under to enlist in the military, and I was under it at the time of enlistment. And technically, I'm under it right now, but I'm very nervous that, you know, what if I'm a little extra bloated that day and I got an extra inch on my tummy and I freaking... We don't have to... Like, we can figure that out. Like, I know. Yeah. I'll be okay, hopefully. Pray for me. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, these are a little bit more... Okay. Well, three more, like, more serious questions and then kind of more fun ones. Okay. What does happiness mean to you? Skip. Me. Next. <laughs> Come on, you don't want to answer that? I don't know. I, I don't really like that question. It's like, I think happiness, like being happy all the time is not like, Realistic. is not a goal for me. Um, happiness, it to me, what happiness means to me is when you're like laughing and smiling and having a good time with your friends and family. Okay. Um, that's what happiness, like the picture of happiness I have in my head is. But like as far as living a happy life goes, I don't really, that question is really hard for me. I don't, I feel like it's perspective. Like you can choose to be happy or you can choose to be sad. And so like. And, but sometimes you can just be sad and that's fine. Yeah. And it's, a, but that's, so like an overall happy life is different than a well-balanced life a well-balanced, fulfilling life, because to truly live a fulfilling life, you're going to go through pain and suffering. And pain and suffering is a part of living a fulfilling and... and I, but I would argue, that, well, I don't know if this is arguing, but like pain and suffering makes those happy times like more happy, like more... For sure. Happy, like fulfilling. For sure. So nobody in their right, like nobody with that argument would say that a happy life is free of pain and suffering, right? No. So what does it mean to be happy then? To never be, never have pain and suffering? I would say no, but kind of that's what you're implying by saying like have a happy life, right? Well, Everybody be happy. Everything's you're the perfect. You said have a happy life. Like, well, I just no, said, I'm what just does saying. Happiness mean to you? I know. I'm just saying <laughs> it seems like usually that question is revolved around like what, like, like what's a happy life to you? Yeah. And I would say pain and suffering and discomfort um, are an important part. So no, I'm not going to be happy and smiling and skipping and singing songs my whole life. But I don't want to. I want to have. I want to have horrible you times. Want to work for that happiness. <laughs> yeah, and I and I want to, and it, it's not even about getting that happiness. There's, so that's why I say happiness is a perspective. Because you can be happy even when you're suffering, I think. Or yeah. overall, you can be fulfilled. 
I would rather be fulfilled than happy. Bottom line. There we go. Okay. Um, why you are, why are you so open-minded? Who asked that? It doesn't matter. I want to know. My mom. Really? Yeah. Um, dang, I shouldn't have asked who asked that. <laughs> it's going to affect my answer. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, why am I so open-minded? I don't know. Whatever you're looking at right now, I need you to not be so I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, to think. I can't know. I can't know that one. I mean, I just don't, like, I think there's certain things that you, like, you're very, like, a habitual person. Like, all, you have habits, like, that you, yeah. routines that you want to, like, your lists, your Sunday planning. Yeah. Like, specific things, and you're a little bit weird in certain senses that certain things have to be, like, you're just a little crazy. But, I feel like you're, like, open-minded because you're so open to like learning things and like yeah. you can add to every single one of your routines to make it better. And yeah. like you always are wanting to better yourself. So like trying out something new for a week and then being like, Ooh, not for me. You're like, this is life changing. Yeah. And I feel like that's the reason. I don't know if that even made sense. No, it makes sense. I think that I have a, and I've talked. I talked to Andy a little bit about it on his Andrew Thackeray on his episode a couple episodes back. I feel like I've been given a gift of being able to be very empathetic and being very like being able to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And I've been able to do that my whole life. And I think a lot of anxiety as a kid came from that because I've always wondered why I have such a good life and why I was born into such a good family and have such a good situation. Like why me? Why did I get to have this, you know? And so I've always been able to put myself into other people's shoes. And so I can see why other people do things and why other people act the way they do and react and, and make decisions that they make. And so I feel like that is a big reason that I'm open to a lot of things because I just love, I really genuinely love learning and hearing about what works for other people and how, and how, what makes other people yeah. tick and what they enjoy and why they enjoy it. And, and I just like, I, I really do love like learning more about other people. And so when I hear something, you know, I think in your mom's sense or in the question, like when I hear about Wim Hof climbing Mount Everest in, in shorts, I'm like, wow, how did he do that? And then I want to know, you know, I want to put myself in his shoes and I want to put myself in his shorts and like see what worked for him and why, what makes him tick. And then if by and then naturally by doing that and asking those questions, I think I just start implementing things into my life that I think will help me. And but but yeah, I think I don't really know what open minded. Like I don't. That's a hard one for me too. So I hope I answered that. I just feel like I have been able to. I've been given a little bit of a gift to know to be able to put myself in other people's shoes. And so I feel very bad for other people and I feel strongly for other people and like I want to help other people. 
um, and I want to learn about other people and, yeah. and, and it's just fun for me to, to learn about people and, and anyway, oh, I'm I, rambling. I no, I love that. Okay. One of the last more serious questions I feel like, Okay. um, where have you seen the hand of God in your life? Um, well, I think this goes back to perspective, obviously, how you, how you look at things in your life. And I genuinely feel like I can see the hand of God in everything I've ever done or any, mainly in any good thing that happens. (laughs) Yeah. And any good thing that happens, I genuinely feel like it's the hand of God. So me getting a job at Swig when I was 21 and walking in and getting interviewed by Mayan. Yeah. Like, why did I, why did I go to Swig that night? And why did I see the we're hiring sign? And why did I think, the oh, I could use some, yeah. <laughs> and why did I think, wow, I could use some cash. You know, why did I think why I could use some extra cash and then think of asking the person that handed me my drink, which I think was Jada. I don't know if I've, I'm pretty sure it was Jada and she handed me my drink and I said, Oh, you guys are hiring. She's like, uh, I think, (laughs) and I said, okay. And then somebody told me to check the website. So I applied online. Like why, why did that, you know, why did I quit the other job I was doing? You know, why did just. I feel like that was the the hand of yeah. God if that's if I'm interpreting what quote unquote the hand of God means correctly. Yeah. Um so in in finding Mayan in um you know joining the military just I see it but even in smaller things like um the other day I ran into the fire hydrant in front of our house. <laughs> but like <laughs> I see it as the hand of God that I was decided to just go really slow that morning because I, I could have easily pressed the gas and smashed even harder into it. But for some reason, I just... The fire hydrant that's literally in our driveway. Yeah. Has been. And the, the driveway's angled so that when you're in it... So if you back into the, into the driveway, you're kind of angled up. So you're looking up at the sky a little bit. And so I couldn't see the fire hydrant over the hood of my truck. And so I just started rolling out of the driveway and I just didn't even think about it. And I just heard the loudest, it felt like the loudest noise. It felt like it genuinely felt like I completely ran it over and that the water was going to be shooting up under my truck. (laughs) Like, you know, in the movies when you run them over and the water sprays up. Yeah. I, that's how loud and like how much of a smash it felt. But I got out and like literally there's like a tiny little bit of red paint on my truck, I think. And I just barely poked the fire hydrant with my wheel. So just like stuff like that, where I'm just so grateful that like the water wasn't shooting up and like, I didn't do more damage to my truck. The fire sure. hydrant's totally fine. It's not even like, it's not even phased. It's not even phased. hit it two more times since. <laughs> not true. I've only hit it once, but stuff like that. I just feel like, I feel like, Oh, and then especially with finances, 
I feel like the hand of God is protecting my finances big time because I'm so bad with money. But every time we've needed it, we've been able to pay for things and survive and and live survive, a good, comfortable life. Thrive. We've been able to thrive. We thrive. We went to su- we went to get mine her favorite sushi place tonight. That's in my opinion, that's thriving, especially because of how expensive it was. <clears throat> Go ahead. Onward. <laughs> so the answer to that is all the time. Okay. Um, okay. Here's a fun one. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be done very soon because <laughs> I need to go to bed. I'm exhausted. I'm literally sitting here like uh, I can't be here. Um. Honestly, I got this in a text, and I was like, "What the actual?" So. What do you do to make up for it when you have been a bad boy? <laughs> and that is a, a direct quote. Direct quote. Guess from who? Guess who? Chad. My mom. Amber? Yeah. Really? So what do you do to make up for it when you really pissed me off? When I've really pissed you off? Yeah. I've never really pissed you off before. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's so lucky because I couldn't hold a grudge for my life. It takes yeah. me two minutes to forget anything that happened. I know, and I love it, and I do take advantage of that. Um, I don't know. When's the tell me when the like when's the time you've been the most pissed at me? I couldn't tell you. I literally don't remember anything. Like me holding a grudge. Haven't heard of her. <laughs> Only with certain people, and I'm thinking of one specific person right now. But I'm trying to think, like, with you, like, you do so, like, it's just, he always puts his finger in my belly button, and I hate it so much. Like, it literally is so annoying. But, like, at a certain point, or, like, he'll literally just go spend money that we don't have, and, like, I'm like, Jackson, did you look at the account? It's like, yeah, no. But... I, at a certain point, like, there's literally in that moment, there's nothing that I could say or do to make that situation better. Like, so, like, I feel like that's how I think about it. Like, I could get really pissed at you, but then you just get so sad and, like, stay sad for so long and just, like, mope around. And it's just, like, I'm not even going to say it because it's just not worth that part of it. I don't. I genuinely, that's a good question. I don't know how I make up for it. Because you never, ever... Like, I just forget. When have I been really pissed at you? All the time. <laughs> and, like, for, like, a significant amount of time. When? There's never been more than a day. A day's a long time. <laughs> no, it's not. For me, like, if I was mad at you for a full day, that is so much energy I would have to put into that. That for, like, what? Like, I'm trying to think of something that would be, like, yeah, worth my time. to. I know that. something that if I were, something that mine gets upset with that I hate about myself is that I am constantly correct or uh, picking at her. Just rips me doing, apart. Do, no, don't. But, like. Like, she'll get home and, like, her shoes will be all over the place. And, like, she'll say something, like, probably that she didn't even mean to be rude, but that I took as rude. And so I'll be like, 
you know, I'll be like, you need to clean up better. Why'd you say that? That was rude. And just like, remember last year at this time and this day that you said this. Yeah. Like you have, (laughs) no, I just, it's all at the same time. Please make sure all of your shoes go. Do you realize I make the bed for you every single day? Oh, and now you want water (laughs) from upstairs. And I'm like, it's just, it's just that I can be very petty and that's something that bothers me. And mine will get upset. Like, Hey, I can't change. You know, like I, I get upset and I'm like, you need to do this better. You need to be nicer. You need to blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the day, I've told her like 15 things she needs to be better at and work on, which I don't mean to do that. And she's amazing. And like, I don't think that she's like Uh needs to be any better or anything, but for some reason I just, I'm super picky and like I, I get really petty and then she will get upset with me and be like, Hey, I can only do so much. And like, I can't change overnight. Like, and then I have to remind myself like, Hey, maybe don't focus on all the negatives, you know? And so in that situation, before you say one negative. Yeah. (laughs) And then she does this swig crap with me that she works on with all of her managers. I personally work on that every day because it's so easy to say the negatives. And I, don't know what I do like I can't think of any examples like I just say sorry and then I get really sad and I'm like I'm sorry and it's and the worst because I say so sorry like, like 45 times I'm like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and then yeah I don't know I yeah. always I love buying you flowers though I feel like I buy you flowers I've bought, was last time you bought me flowers? actually I do remember one time buying you flowers after really pissing you off I don't know um I but like I best be getting flowers, but I clean somebody. I clean point. up the house and I, um, no, Jackson's really good. Like he makes the bed literally every morning and like he does a lot for me that like I, if I asked him to do for me, like, or if he asked me to do for him, I'd be like, no, that's funny. I was talking to Chris about that. Trent was on his way home. He was in Sandy on his way home to Saratoga. And Krista called him and said, hey, will you bring me a coffee? And she's up in Salt Lake or like um, like Mill Creek. Yeah. And he was already, so he's traveling south and he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just flip around. No biggie. And Krista says on the phone, you know, I wouldn't do that for you, right? <laughs> and Trent's like, and Trent's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I thought of us too, because there's times where, but it's not a, like, I don't, I don't know. I try really hard not to do nice things expecting like nice things in return. That's something I really am working on because I don't want to do nice things for you. But to answer that question, long story short, to get out of the doghouse, I try to make the the bed, clean up. I forget too fast. Especially, mine always has a list of chores for me. Clean the walls. I know, Jackson's like, he's literally like... I have nothing to do today. I'm like, the oh. window needs to get clean. The mirrors need <laughs> the to be mirror. clean. Clean the toilet, do the laundry, fold my clothes, yeah. build our new bed. And I and was like, oh, I meant like I was thinking maybe I could go do something fun, you know? Every day you and, do something. But that's not, you know. Anyways, okay. If all of Jackson's ex-girlfriends were put into a Hunger <laughs> Games type of situation, who would be the champion? <laughs> I hope you think that's funny. <laughs> That is, <laughs> that is the funniest question. <laughs> what a funny depiction. That could be a TV show all on its own right there. What? 
Just that I, the premise, the yeah. idea, not necessarily my. I've only got two like real ex girlfriends, and um, honestly, it'd probably be a fight to the death either way. They'd probably just end up. I don't know. It would if, be. What if I was included in that? Oh, you'd get destroyed. <laughs> Divorce. See ya. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're just very. No, I don't know. Actually, I married. They're I, just very what? Finish it. I, I, they're very like. I don't know. I feel like in a situation, but my last memories of them is mean. So maybe I, th- I'm thinking of them as more mean than they really are, and I'm thinking of you as my sweet, sweet baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you can be. <laughs> You can be very mean, so. I was going to say, like, I'm honestly really disappointed in your answer because I feel like I'd tear anyone apart. <laughs> Just to be frank. You probably would. I, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I think my last memories of them is kind of like mean. And so I would say they're mean, but you're right. You can be just as mean as you can be. A, but that pre- that idea is so funny. Who th- Who is that one? I think Andrew. Yeah, I, that's who I would have guessed. Okay, what is your favorite place? What is the most favorite? What is the most favorite place of his that he has traveled to or visited? Um, either Alaska or the Dirty South. Hawaii. Sorry, <laughs> wrong answer. You're right. That's true. I love the places we. I love Hawaii. What do you mean? Hawaii? Hawaii. I love Hawaii. What do you mean none of the places? I have, we haven't been there together to any of those places. Hawaii? Yeah, but you don't really, you didn't put Hawaii on No, for real though, Hawaii was amazing. I can't believe I forgot that. But it's because I was just talking about Alaska with my grandpa. And Alaska was such a cool trip. And we got to see the Northern Lights and stuff. And so I, I would say probably... Fairbanks, Alaska, or yeah, or Hawaii, the beach on Hawaii, the beach of Hawaii, Hawaii. Okay, what is up next on your list of where you would like to travel to? I've always want. I want to go to Scotland, Ireland, so bad. Yeah, I know. I want to go. I want to see like some, you know, like a uh, band, some like indie rock. Like, uh, kind of like old, like old timey, but not old timey. Like, I don't know what genre it would be. Nathaniel, who I want to see is Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats in Ireland. They did a, they did a European tour a couple years back and I regret big time not going to see them in Ireland. I've always (laughs) just like... I, for some reason in my head, that would be the coolest night ever is to be at a show like that, like that kind of genre and in Ireland. I don't know why, like in a pub in Ireland. Don't you think that? That sounds, I want to go to Ireland. Let's go. I think that would be so fun. I've always wanted, I've always wanted to go there for some reason. Who knows? Okay. Um, (laughs) what is your favorite movie and why? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> um, Dumb and Dumber is I could I've watched that probably about four thousand times, 
And I love movies that you can quote. I love comedies with one-liners because movies, let me break down the philosophy of movies. What time frame are we looking at? An hour and 11 minutes. Okay. Movies are the, they end, you know? And, and I tend to get swept up in a movie and get really emotionally connected to it. And then it ends and then I'm sad. Same with books, you know, really any form of media, they end and I get sad. Right. But with a comedy and a one liner with a, with a movie, a comedy movie full of one liners, that movie lives on forever. That's true. And, and you, you can you can forever. play that <laughs> you can play that movie every minute of every day if that movie has a lot of good one-liners. Um, we watched Borat for the first time. I know. Don't get on my back. I know. I haven't seen Borat 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 yet. I know. But we finally watched it. Shout out to Keon and Brooke. We watched it. And there's a there's a part in that movie where the guy says, "Do you know what a pause is?" And my dad and Tracy quote that constantly. Tracy always says it. Do you know what a pause is? They always say that. And so I finally heard that, and I was like, "You know what? That is so funny." Did you hear that? Yeah. I was like, "That is so funny." I I just love one liners like that. I love comedy. I love laughing. See, I, think, I literally can't remember that. Like those, like you could quote a whole a whole movie to me and be like, "Why are you talking weird?" Like, <laughs> I feel like I have memory issues at this point. Like, you might I'm scared. You just probably don't care. <laughs> probably you're right. Because you remember things you care about. Mm-hmm. If it involves swag, you remember it. That's not true. There's a lot of things I forget every day. <laughs> Ask everyone. I just love. I love laughter. I think being a stand-up comedian is high up there on my job choices. Yeah, I'd take over for you, though, because that'd be funny. Yeah, well, mine should be a comedian. Mine makes me laugh so hard. Um, okay, what is your favorite food or foods? Um, I love steak. Medium rare. Red meat. <laughs> Just steak? I'm pretty... I'm pretty... When I get home from training, I'm in or even maybe in California, I'm going to give the carnivore diet a real try because I think I could just eat red meat. You won't meat. be able to do it in California. Why? How are you going to cook it? I'm going to live in a... Anyway, we'll talk about it. I'm going to have my own place. You can't do that. We'll be poor. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is it's expensive, but I love red meat. I also really love crab legs. That's high up. Um, I love... Uh, chocolatey chocolate anything chocolatey goodness um last episode we talked about how good peanut reese's peanut butter cups are um i also love a specific salad with um and i'll let me give you the recipe lettuce olives cheddar cheese black olives a lot of black olives cheese onions and croutons and ranch and i could eat that salad and steak Every meal in my life. I could even eat that for breakfast. And I don't even like breakfast. Um, okay, what... Is there one skill or talent that you wish you would could possess at this moment? And what would it be? Like... A skill that you wish you had. 
Um, I wish I was able to ride a motorcycle better. I, w- really- I wish I could be. I wish I was in the motocross. Wish I was a professional motocross rider. That's a skill. Okay. Wouldn't you say? I wouldn't. No, that would be. I don't know. That and, uh, yeah, that I would love. Oh, that'd be so cool. We're nearing the end of. Um, okay, so what? I mean, I guess like that is a skill. I'm just thinking about what you just said. Sorry, <laughs> but like. I just was hoping for something different. I don't know what. Like what? Camo. Because I feel like you have that skill. Like you're really good at riding your bike. No. Okay. Anybody can get on it and press the gas. That's all I do. Motocross riders are... Yeah. Definitely not. Shows your lack of understanding of the sport. Go ahead. I think my mind's running out of gas tonight. My gas tank is empty. Okay, where is a your happy place and where you need to be alone and recharge? Where? Where's your happy place when you need to go alone and be and like recharge yourself? Like what is my happy place? Where is it when you need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like right now? When you need to be alone <laughs> and know. recharge, where is your happy place? Mine is Lululemon. <laughs> no. Target. Um, lately, my happy place has been um, in the, the floor. In our- <laughs> yeah, like I, I love doing. You got to stop touching your. I can't. It's loud. It's really loud. Right now. I like need to be moving around. I'm sorry. Kate, I'm uh, um, my happy lately. place lately has been um wherever i've been doing my these uh breathing things breathing and meditation stuff well it's we've talked about it on the pod it's the wim hof breathing technique um it's a that coupled with mindfulness meditation has been my afternoons i've been enjoying um because for some reason like 3 p.m to 5 p.m sucks yeah, like when I was little, it used to be like right around sunset, I would get really sad and, you know, whatever. But it's kind of shifted to like earlier in the in the evening, like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Man, I just, now. I just, yeah, seriously, I just go downhill for some reason. Those are just horrible times for the day. So I've been, True. I've kind of turned those into my favorite part of the day, especially on a warm, sunny day. Um, like yesterday, I went out. Um, I was already down at Camp Williams, so I drove out to Five Mile Pass, drove out to the desert, and I was just out basking in the sun and relaxing, and it was that was my happy place for sure. So um, I've really loved being outside lately and getting some sun, um, but it's been getting colder, so kind of hard to do. But yeah, I would say my happy place is anywhere I'm with you, baby, to sum that answer up. What has been Jay's favorite takeaway from the podcast? I think I think anybody who listens to the episodes could probably answer that one because I say it every single episode. Let's hear it again. You didn't say it today yet. 
I love the opportunity the podcast has given me to ask people that I'm surrounded by questions about themselves that they have, that I've always wanted to know, but never had the opportunity to ask. I mean, similar with like your mom coming on the podcast, um, you know, I was nervous about it. I'm but I would never ask her the questions I asked on there. I would just never ask them while we're just sitting around the table eating dinner, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the podcast. If you have a microphone and you're recording it, you can ask people anything you want. I know, and I like extremely deep questions about themselves and their yeah. personal trauma and life and stuff. And like <laughs> you can get into it, yeah. you know, and nobody, as long as they've agreed to come on the show, then anything basically is free game, you know? Yeah. And so that and then learning those things about the people have been my favorite thing about the show. Um, like I have, I'm surrounded by extremely amazing people and I've been able to learn so much about what makes people tick and what they enjoy and what, what they're passionate about. I've been able to learn so much about that. Um, And that just makes me, I mean, it's so cool that I have such cool people around me and and that I'm, I get this kind of corner of the world to be a part of and that, that my friends that I'm around and my family that I'm around are into the things they are and that they know the things they know. And there's, you know, I'm just surrounded by really intelligent and awesome people. And so to like see people in that light. Exactly. Yeah. And so the podcast gives me that chance to really dig into it. And, um, yeah, I mean, each week, every single week, something cool happens with the podcast. Like, you know, whether it's just a text from somebody who I didn't think was listening, who was listening and saying, Hey, cool. I like this part or whatever. Or, or even if it's a text from Chad, I get one of those every week that, you know, he says he loves the pod and yeah. So I don't know, just, uh, that's, that's been my favorite thing about it. And that, like I said, with Andy on the show, um, a couple episodes ago, that's, that fulfills each itself each week. So, so there's no amount of listeners or sponsors or whatever. Well, I don't know because I don't have a sponsor yet, but (laughs) there's no amount of, you know, I heard this wasn't, well, keep, sorry. No, there's I'm, no amount of there's life. just no amount of like, in my opinion, and I don't know because I, I haven't, you know, I'm not rich or anything, but I feel like there's no amount of like money or, or, um, plat, you know, fame or whatever, as far as a podcast goes, that could, that could do that for me that, that it's already doing, if that makes sense. It's already doing what, um, it's already doing something way cooler than making money or, anything like that off of it, in my opinion. Yeah. However, would it be nice to make money off of it? Yes. (laughs) I was listening to this other podcast and they were like talking about brand deals that they got. Yeah. And this one was specific to like uh, an influencer. So it wasn't over like they have a podcast, but it was about an influencer that posted this. And Mm -hmm. for a singular image on her feed like just one not stories just one picture okay yeah on instagram yeah 
for this brand, she made $70,000 a post. And I'm sure a lot of work went into that post. It may have been three pictures, like three po individual posts. Yeah, but how much work? A year's worth of work? Because <laughs> that's how much people are making in a year's worth of work. Yeah, but she got paid that much for that brand deal. And I appreciate the honesty. Like, that's cool. Like, that she said Who that. Who was it? Uh, JC Murray Smith. Oh, man. And, like, that's insane. That's such a bummer. I think it may have been, like, three pictures. I don't know. Like, three separate posts, posts. on her feed. Yeah. So. Well, even that is, like, 20 grand a picture. And uh, yeah, so anyways, um, we're going to end with this last question. <laughs> okay. Yep. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Positive. Are you sad? Are you fulfilled with this? It looks like you got a lot more than one left. No, this is it. You've just, just been, oh, I I'm see. I'm just double oh, okay. checking. When are you starting your political career? <laughs> City council first or mayor or just straight to governor? Um, uh, let's just say, hold on. <laughs> um, no, never mind. I thought twice about that. Let's Did just say, it? no, uh -oh. let's just say, um, 2024. No, you'll still be Will Jackson Woolley, the military. Jackson Woolley for president. I would say 2028 is more realistic. <laughs> There is nothing realistic about any Jackson running for president or oh, governor or it. city council for that matter. Why do you, you said that at dinner too. Why do you say that? I didn't say that. I only said that because I read that question and someone else asked. Which but you ask. said, you said I'm making it seem like I want to, I want to run or something like that. I just feel like, uh, like just what you've been talking about a lot. And I know with like the election, like that all goes into it. But, I mean, you're saying your ideas and, like, what you think about things. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um. I didn't think about it until that question got asked by Chad. The, um, let's just say that a life as a politician sounds miserable. Well, isn't that what you're shooting for? <laughs> A life full of misery. Well, not shooting for, but like you're, you want to overcome hard things. No, not like that though. Not like a hard thing to overcome. Like it just, everything about it seems miserable. Like at least with the military or like chasing your dream, there's like a point where you're like, wow, you know, I accomplished this. But as a politician, it just seems like there's just so much... Ugh, just seems like you like it's so money greed such seems like such a horrible career to me but i don't know anything about it so who knows maybe i could get into it i, I like know. the aspect of i love the aspect of being able to um like pass laws and pass things that would help people and make life easier and better and uh you know I talked about it a little bit last episode, but I love the, I love when you're able to talk to people about the same things and be on the same page with people that yeah. you don't really know. Yeah. And politics seems to do that. So 
but there's some good things, but no, I will not be running for anything ever. <laughs> okay. I'll come back and look at this. And yeah, we'll see. Years to come. Well, okay. this is a close to season one. Do you have anything you left to, like, you'd like to share? No, I think uh, just say thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Mayan for hosting this episode. <clears throat> Thanks for having us, having me on. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to season one of the This Was an Assignment podcast. I um, I hope that my interview was, I mean, I can, I can already say this much that my interview was my least favorite out of the whole show. Why? Because it was about me. I don't <laughs> I liked everybody else's episodes better. Now. No, it doesn't have anything to I'm do with kidding. you. I just don't. I I already know this stuff about me, so True. But um I have loved doing the pod and I thank you guys for listening. And uh yeah, I'm this isn't the end though. So I I I every time I almost get sad, I think what, you know, what am I sad for? I just have now I have a year to think about all the great things I'm going to do for the podcast and revamp and then and then we'll get started on season two so okay everybody just hang tight and uh thanks for listening probably see you in 2022 yeah you'll hear from this was an assignment podcast in uh 2022 crying toodles I ain't got I teach the same lessons in my sessions that I found refreshing when I was still younger than a freshman. I hope that you can find creative escapes. I'm just sharing my traits in hopes that you can relate.